0: One, two, three. Hallelujah! Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. Let's all be seated. Look at your name and say, Get your Bible out. Amen. You got to be ready for the word. Amen. You got to be ready for the word. Ready at all times. And always ready for what God's going to give you. And so we can thank God for that. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you bless us to be here this morning. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church said amen. Praise God. Clap for the Lord. Amen. All right, look at your name and say, get your Bible out. out. Okay, so um, we're here, and we've been blessed, and we're continuing to be blessed. But as I stated, when you guys came in here, we see that sign on the wall, with God, all things are possible. I'm going to preach that message today. With God, all things are possible. Look at your name and say, with God. Okay, you got to say it like you mean it. Look at them again. Say, with God, all things are possible. So, no matter what you may face, no matter how difficult a situation may look, you got to just understand with God. And so, what, what must you do to, to get this to start working? First, you got to answer this question Are you with God? Come on, look at your name and say, Are you with God? Okay, come on now with God, all things are possible. So I must be with God. If I'm not with God, then I can't benefit from what God has to offer. But if I'm with God, I say, okay, I'm with God. I've committed my life to God. And so now I can get ready for what God can do. Let's go to Psalm 8610, Psalm 8610. And we just, you know, our message is. I got a lot of scriptures, but you know, I probably, we should be out of here at least by two. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So Psalm 8610, he says, for thou art great and doest wondrous things, thou art God alone. So you establish this within yourself. God is great and he does wondrous things. That means miracles. He works miracles and he is God alone. So that means he does it all by himself. Now, he doesn't need our help, right? But we get to benefit from being a part of God's plan. How many of you guys like being used by God? Come on. Has God ever used you to help someone? Has God ever used you to come in right at the right time where somebody may have needed something? Well, it's not that he needs you to do that, but he gives you the opportunity to do that. Amen? And so he says... um, like the scripture says, "For thou art great, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone." And now go to Psalm seventy-seven fourteen. Psalm seventy-seven fourteen. Praise God, brother. You could. Can... He says, "Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people." And so what does this mean? This means that he does wondrous things, miracles. But he has declared his strength amongst the people. And so God is really letting everyone know how strong he is. And you know what we're supposed to be doing as believers? We're supposed to be spreading this news, right? We're supposed to be spreading this news. We're supposed to be spreading (coughs) (coughs) the fact that God, you're able to do whatever. And then now you spread the news by telling other people about it, right? And so, let me get this water. I'm telling you, man. I have one, but this one is, uh, it tastes tastes good, but I don't know if it's, uh, might be for children's. You got, yeah, like one of them ones is meant the latest. Oh, you got the same one. I already got that one. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So, thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. And so now, if God has declared it, but now, here's what we are to do. How many of you right now, you have one thing that God did... For you, And you believe it was in the miracle category. Anybody? Now think of this. Let's say I go and talk to a person about God. But I'm just telling them, hey, that's why I told you we're changing what we're doing here. If I go tell them, hey, you know, you need to get your stuff together. You need to do this. You need to do that. This is what I'm saying. But then there's this other person over here and. This person is talking to someone about God, but all they're saying is, hey, I just got to tell you, God healed me. God delivered me. God provided for, come on, anybody in here? Uh, You know what? I've Man, I almost died and then God came through. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any food. And then God supernaturally provided food for me. Somebody came knocking at my door. Come on, somebody. Now, who do you think, has a better chance to want to get to know this God. The one that is over here saying, hey, you need to quit doing what you're doing. You need to stop this. You need to stop that. Or the one over here, somebody's telling them, hey, you know, God is a miracle. God could work. One time he paid my rent. I, I'm telling you, I didn't have no money to pay rent. And somebody came and knocked on the door and they gave me... God. Which one's going to win a man? Yes. So what are... See, as he says, I have declared... He's declared thy work, thy strength among the people. Well, we are carrying this on. We overcome by the blood of the lamb. Come on, somebody. And the word of our testimony. Amen. Revelation, uh, I think it's 12, 11. We overcome. Uh, we overcome the devil, but we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so, yes. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And so it's, it's your testimony that keeps you one step ahead of the enemy. And so when the enemy starts getting closer to you, what do you need to start doing? You don't need to start rebuking the devil and telling him to get up, Man... He's already rebuked. You need to start talking about God's goodness. You need to find you a new person. Come on, to tell your testimony to. You need to find you somebody else, and that way you're reminding the enemy of your miracle working God. Amen. Amen. They, Thou art the God to do us wonders that has declared Thy strength among the people, and so we overcome by the blood of the Lamb which is shed, but also by the word of our testimony. And so you've got to keep testifying, but you can't testify to the same people. So, what if we just come to church and we just testify to each other? And said, so, "Man, I heard that testimony 15 times. You keep telling me that same testimony. But what if it's a new person?" What if it's somebody who all of a sudden was at the point of giving up. But then you God uses you to testify to them. And now they feel encouraged. And you start to understand, well, if God helped me, then he can help them. And how many people are out there ready to be helped? But they're not going to be helped because... We're like forcing them. You know, you can't force anybody to do anything. Would you rather go to a restaurant? How many of y'all remember when you were a kid and you were forced to eat some things? You got anything you didn't like? Come on. Man, I know I didn't like, I didn't like liver, right? Yeah, I didn't like liver. And so when my mom used to make liver, the thing about that is it would smell good. i come home, i said, man, we're we about to eat something good. What's that, mom? Liver, oh. Because I know that once I got through all the gravy and all that, once I hit that liver, it was going (laughs) to be. I'm just having a, I'm just thinking about it. And you know what? Another thing I didn't like was Brussels sprouts. But you know what's weird about that? You know what's weird about that? Is the Brussels sprouts. I did not like them. But now I do. And so uh, maybe if you, you make your kid eat some stuff now, they'll get used to it. <laughs> they'll develop a palate for that stuff. Amen? And so, I, why did I get on the Brussels sprouts? I don't know. Tell myself I don't like I don't know. Anyway, um, so everybody moving around. We got a lot. I see all the movement up in here now. I'm seeing before I must have been too low, but now I'm seeing everything. But anyway, um, so what you want to do, let's, let's, let's get this in our mindset. So God has done something for you and he's showing his strength to his people, but he declares it. And that declaration is not coming from God on the mountaintop. That declaration is coming from you. That declaration, see, God is not going to the mountain and saying, world, I am strong. I'm declaring, no, it's you. You are his people. And that's how the unsaved world and even the saved world. There are a lot of people that are saved, but they don't know that God can do everything. There are a lot of people that are saved, but they don't know that God still works miracles. How many know God is still healing people today? God is still saving lives. God is still sending angels. Come on, y'all. Did you guys know that God is still sending angels and angels are showing up and doing things and people have something, they say, when something happened and I got help, but the person, when I turned around, they were gone. Amen. This never changed. God never changed this. But <laughs> what has changed is the church. The church start going to church for the sake of church, but we're supposed to be going because we serve the God of miracles. We serve the Great I Am. We serve a God that loves us, cares about us, and is still working out every detail in our lives. He, Thou art the God that doeth wonders; Thou hast declared Thy strength among the people. Now let's go to Matthew nineteen twenty-six. So Matthew nineteen twenty-six. This, as I've titled this message you know, with God, all things are possible. But but Jesus beheld them. So in this context of scripture, Jesus was actually speaking to the disciples because he told them that it's hard for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Doesn't mean God has anything against riches, but the reason that he said that is because people put their trust in riches. And so anyone who trusts, it doesn't matter if God makes you a millionaire, you're never to trust it. You never say, Oh well, you know what? These millions are now my God. Have, have you ever seen that happen to people? People were in need. You know, I've actually prayed for people to get a job. They got a job and quit going to church. I said, "Man, Lord, I shouldn't have prayed for that job." And then I would ask God, "Hey, Lord, can I? You think I can pray for them to lose that job?" No. no. But that's what happens to people, right? So people get something and then they turn on God. Wait, but you pray to God for him to give you that. And the very God who gave it to you, you turn on him. That's, that's not what we're to do. We're to always keep God first. Well, that's why Jesus was saying it is hard well, somebody that's rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said, it's almost like a camel going through the eye of a needle. And it wasn't, you know, that eye of the needle was more so uh, a passageway that used to be on the side of the gates when they locked up the cities. But the point there is not God. He's fine. God is OK with you having a bunch of money. Amen. You, you can't just have too much money to where God says, oh, I don't love you anymore. But the problem is sometimes people get riches and then they turn on God. And so that's what he was saying. And then he came with this and he says, so it would be almost impossible for that, you know, camel to go through the eye of the needle. But then Jesus beheld them and said, because they they actually, the disciples actually asked, well, then who could be saved? Now, some people teach this. They think that the disciples were broke. How I many y'all, did you read that in your Bible? God didn't give the people that was broke. I mean, Peter had a business. He had a fishing business. These guys had some money. And so then that's why they say, it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom. Well, they had to say, well, then who can be saved? Because you know, we got some money. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. We got some money. So what you, well, he says, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them with men, this is impossible But with God, how many things are possible? But with God, all things are possible. So all things are possible with God. Now let's look at this in the um, message translation. Jesus looked hard at them and said, no chance at all. Now you take this, I gave you the context of the scripture, but you take this in regards to anything in your life. I'm telling you right now, if you've dealt with something serious, raise your hand. And it may have seemed like a tough thing, right? But then if you start to learn that I'm not going to keep this on me because this is too big for me. But I have someone I could put it on. So, you know why people battle with depression and things like that is they're internalizing things. They're internalizing things. They're trying to keep it. They're trying to you guys. uh, Y'all been trying to cope with stuff. I'm telling you, don't don't cope with stuff. Release that right away. You need to realize this is too big for me. I'm not even I'm not even qualified to deal with this. Well, Jesus is letting them know. Jesus looked hard at them and said, no chance at all. If you think you can pull it off yourself. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That thing you're dealing with, or that thing you're facing, or what could be whatever—if you think you're gonna get over it on your own, you got no chance. And so he says here: no chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself. How many of y'all been trying to be saved? How many of y'all trying to live clean? You don't even know how to answer this, huh? You said, "Pastor, he's setting us up." I don't want to say nothing because its a lot brighter in here. And I think if I—I if I say something, people will see, they'll know it was me. <laughs> but think about it: How many of y'all trying to? How many of you trying to be saved? Amen. Yeah, you trying to be saved? I am saved? Oh, okay, good, good. You got it. But listen: How many of you guys are? How many of you are trying not to do the wrong thing? Okay, you got it. You are trying? Trying not to do the wrong thing. Well, I'm telling you, no chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself. Some of y'all didn't even hear me right there. See, I'm trying to see because I know I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that. Everything you know you shouldn't do, you're going to end up doing. Because Paul says the things that I didn't want to do, that's what I did. Now, if you understand that, no chance at all if this is on me. But then what does he say? No chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself. Every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. Come on. Now, you don't need this. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not giving you an excuse to sin, but the Holy Ghost won't lead you to sin. And so you don't have to battle with that. So you don't have to try to stop cussing. You don't have to try to stop smoking. You don't have to, stop, you don't have to try to stop being mean or whatever. No chance at all if you do it yourself. Every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. Oh, man, what? So I'm going to trust God to show me how to have patience. Oh, can I get amen right here? I'm going to trust God to show me how to love my neighbor as myself. Come on. I'm going to trust God to show me how to be a good husband. Come on, somebody. I'm going to trust God to show me how to be a good pastor. No chance at all. If you think you can pull it off yourself. See, that's why, you know, those Christians that go around telling everybody they're a Christian. If you got to tell people, that means they don't know you're saved. If you got to tell them, that means they don't see nothing. See, I don't tell anybody I'm saved. I don't tell them I'm a pastor. I just live. And it's God doing all the work. And so if you see change in me. Let me be the first to tell you, I have nothing to do with it. It's all God. Now, if you don't release that, because you, you see what the word says, every chance in the world, if you trust God to do it. Now, I trust him. If I trust him to do it, that means he's going to do it. So now, if somebody asks you, it could be me. But if I ask you, are you trying to live clean, trying to be safe, trying to? No. Not trying at all. Then you have kids, young people that say, well, man, it's hard to be a Christian. Not with Jesus. Amen. It may be hard for you to be a Christian if you're trying to be that yourself. But with Jesus, all you got to do is surrender. Amen. Now, it's hard to surrender. And you know, it's hard to actually let go of things. You know, if you want God to give you peace, you got to go ahead and Release anxiety. Oh, y'all. Y'all didn't hear me. If you want God to give you peace, then you got to release your stress. If you want God to give you joy, come on, let me know you got to release sorrow. No, I'm just waiting for God to cheer me up. Well, why don't you give him that sorrow? See, the way the kingdom works is you give and then you get. You give and then you get. So if I give God my temper, he's going to give me a good disposition. He's going to give me peace. If I give God sorrow, he's going to give me joy. You can't get joy from God if you don't give him your sorrow. I need to keep that sorrow, man, because I'm well acquainted with that sorrow. See, some of you guys, you keep stuff like the blanket, like like a a safety blanket because you need something to go to. Huh? You need something to go to from time to time. Pastor, I mean, it's cloudy, you know. When It's cloudy, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, people like, I believe that's why Starbucks blew up. You know why Starbucks blew up? Because ain't no sun in Seattle. So every day is a gray day. And people sleepy. Because it's gray outside. And so you need some coffee to wake you up. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so if I give that to God, if I give it, I say, I give myself away. I can receive what he has to offer. And now you won't have to try to be happy. Hmm? Y'all remember like back in the day, you'd be happy like Friday, especially it was payday. Anybody remember that? Friday, man, it seemed like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody, you know, you always could tell somebody got paid. It kind of like a little pep in their step. But you don't have to try. It's, it's God, it's God. And so if I trust God to do it, and that word trust is very important because that word trust, it means to lean on, rely on, be dependent on. If God don't keep me, I can't be kept. Now, you may think I'm more mature. I've taught this in the past, but uh, there's something called mental ascent. And so mental ascent just means, uh, mental ascent happens a lot of times when people get older. And so sometimes people get older, they get tired faster. I can't get amen right there. And so they're not trying to stay up late like they used to. Come on. Man, I'm just, you know whew, that's it, I got, I'm done with the club. Why are you done? Because I'm tired. Ain't nobody trying to stay up till two o'clock and get up at six. But when you was young, you was doing that all the time. You say, man, let's go. Come on, some of y'all used to go to the club on Tuesday. Like, like, man, you going to the club on Tuesday? Don't you got a job? Don't you? But just because you stopped doing that, doesn't mean you know God brought some great transformation on you. You just getting tired. That's all. And you mature, right? Some of y'all you used to you used to have a problem with like spending your money. Uh-huh. Maybe nobody here. You know what I'm saying? You just be buying up stuff. You know what I'm saying? You just you know you just spending, you just buying too much stuff. But then you start realizing like I got more stuff than I got money. And then, so you, you start catching like some mature revelation. You start thinking about, dang, I got some bills. Come on, some of y'all used to buy up a bunch of stuff on the credit card. And you didn't know nothing about that interest rate. You didn't know anything. You said, what's that 29 mean? Oh, don't worry about it. Let's get this. I'm going to get this, man. I'm going to get. And then, and then everybody want to get you some credit. Now you're walking around like, oh, what? You go to Macy's and they say, you, you know, you can get 30% off right now if you just sign up for this credit card. What? That's a deal. <laughs> and so you sign up for that credit card, you got 30% off, but end up getting charged 60% because that thing starts to multiply. Some people don't know how that interest starts to compound and multiply. Next thing you know, you don't, know, oh, come on. Next thing you know, you spent $500 on that shopping spree, but now you're paying off 5000 yeah. <laughs> And then they'll get you a personal shopper. They'll get say, oh, we don't, come on, we got this special service. <laughs> special service to show you how to spend your money, show you how to get deeper and deeper and deeper in that stuff but then it's not that you say oh i got delivered from spending money no you just matured because you say wait what how much is that credit card bill what then all of a sudden you start feeling discomfort you say oh wow this is pressuring and so it's not that god delivered you from shopping you just matured and said, I ain't doing that no more. Amen. And so, but we don't want to just mature in a way that we can do it ourselves. We want God to do it. And then it's God that will come along and give you a revelation. God will open your eyes to things and you say, man, I'm doing better now. It's because of God and not because of me. Amen. All right. But now, how many of you guys trust God to do everything? You, come on, you got anything that you need God to help you with? Oh, you got, <clears throat> you got anything you need God to help you with? Come on. You know, church is not supposed to be filled with a bunch of people that got it all together. Amen. How many of y'all sitting next to somebody who has no problems in the world? They ain't got none. Oh, yeah. he's right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, see? And she raised her hand because she got little man. Little man ain't got no problems. Hey, little baby Dan, no cares, no worries at all. But when you leave that, now all of a sudden you got things to deal with. Well, what if you, even from this message, you say, with God, all things are possible. Amen. Huh. So why am I worried? If I'm worried, maybe I took it from him and put it back on me. If I'm worried about something, maybe it's me who is trying to fix it and trying to figure it out instead of it being him. You know, there was no way. Let me tell you, church, no way I could have got this building. No way at all. And I was called myself praying. I was praying for some years. Lord, we need I'm just ready. Oh, I didn't even know God had this for us right around the corner. But you don't get stuff. You don't get to experience things until you release it. But you won't release it until you come to the place where I'm going to trust him to do it. I'm going to trust God to do this. I'm going to trust God to heal my body. I'm going to trust God to save my loved ones. I'm going to trust God. It's going to be God and not me, so if you trust God, you lean on, rely on and be dependent on Him, then now you get to experience what God has to offer. Go to Job 42 verse two in the message translation. And you've got to be at this place in your life. This is what I want. This is not New Year, we're already in February, but I'm talking about a springboard. as we go forth, as we go forth into the rest of this year and to the rest of what God's going to do word of life. I want that to be your new mindset with God. All things are possible. There are no limits. I have nothing to worry about. You guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to get some good sleep. You need to be able to rest because you're with God. I'm going to put God in control of everything. Remember, you can't get what God has to offer you until you give that thing away to him. And so he's not just going to come and take away anxiety from you. But if you give it to him, Lord, I I give you this. Lord, I give you this stress that I'm carrying. I give you this load that's on my back. I give you this. And then God says, okay, now I'm going to give you, right? I'm going to give you my peace that surpasses all understanding. And then now you position yourself. Job 42.2, he says, I'm convinced. How many of y'all convinced? She says, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. This is what the message translation says of this. I'm convinced that you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans. Now, I like to go to these different translations to help us get a greater degree of understanding. You know, you could reference the King James or whatever, but the message, so he says, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans. What does that mean? If God has it planned, nobody can stop it. Come on, somebody. If God's got something for you, nobody can stop it. If God, come on, when God had this building for word of life, no one can stop it. Because God's plans, nothing and no one can upset it. But here's the thing, you have to be convinced. Just like Job said, I'm convinced. And so you got to ask yourself, I'm convinced. See, I had to be convinced that God's keeping my family. Because if I'm not convinced that God's keeping my family, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the keeper of my family. Oh, yeah, I don't want to. Because if I'm not convinced that God's keeping my family, then I'm going to be the keeper. So I'm going to need to get me some ammunition. Come on. I'm going to need to get me, come on somebody, I'm going to need to get me some security. I'm going to, y- Y'all in here with me? Think about it. If God is protecting you. Now, I know I get on this a lot of times. I know we got gun enthusiasts and all that stuff. But I've already said you can't shoot a demon. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Bullets don't affect demons at all. Right. Some of you say, but they'll get a person who's demon-possessed. <laughs> <laughs> they'll get that person. That, that demon had to go get another house. Amen. No, but the, the, I'm not against that. I'm not against guns and all that type of stuff. But what I'm saying is, Your trust is not in that. Your trust is in God. Because there's times where you might be places and you don't have eyes in the back of your head. You could be the most cautious and whatever. There are people that have been cautious. They're the safest drivers. Come on, they're getting awarded and points on their insurance for driving safe and get T-boned. And they are killed. And they were an excellent driver. So what I'm doing, can't, I can't keep myself. But if I trust him as my keeper, then guess what? I'm going to be kept as long as he's on the job. And God is always on the job. And now I have to be one that's convinced. I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Let's say this. Let's confess something here. Say, God. Are you, you authorized to talk to God like that? Yes. Who, who you, you, see, you? You calling, you saying God? Some people are like, ooh. No, let's say it again. Say God. God I, am I am convinced. convinced. You, can you can do anything. And everything. And everything. Nothing. Nothing. And, no and no one. Can upset. Can upset your, plans. your plans. Ooh, isn't that powerful? So when God, you know what God hears, he hears, wait, what? Oh, there's some people that trust me. Amen. See, when the people trust God, that's when miracles get released. See, when the people trust God and get out of God's way, that's when miracles get released. That's when God can be God and God can do everything. And you have to be convinced, also fully persuaded. Go to Romans, Romans 4:20 20 and 21 in the NLT. We know, I want to help you understand, this is something... Um, I want to make sure we get through this message, so that you're not one that's still thinking you got to work up. Here's another thing that people struggle with in the body of Christ. Even when you do start doing better, then you become somewhat of a taskmaster to yourself, and so now you're going to be your own worst critic. But then also you're going to try to make yourself do some things and all this type of stuff. And then you you may think, well, you know what? I got to work on my faith. How many of y'all been there where you say, man, I got to work on my faith. My, my faith is weak in this or that. Nobody wants to say. This, this, we'll, we'll get used to it. Okay, you got. So you're working on it, right? You're working on your faith. You're working on, oh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get better. I mean, we talk about this in the men's meeting. It's always, you know, yeah, man, we're, you know, we're not perfect. And we're getting there and getting there. But what if you start learning about some stuff that was already in you? Okay, how many of you try to be the ethnicity that you are? Anybody in here? So I'm really trying. I'm really working on this. How many of you guys asked? You, did any of you guys get a choice? You're about to be born. Did anybody come to you and say, would you want to be black, white? Um, which one you want to be? You didn't have, You didn't get no choice in that? So you just got it. And so... Do you practice on that? You just are. Why? It's just the way you're born. What if I start telling you about some stuff that is in you when you're reborn? Oh, come on. What if I start telling you about some stuff that's in you when you are born again? Stuff that you don't have to, just like you don't have to try to be your ethnicity, you don't have to try to have faith. Come ah, see, I'm trying to help you. See, that's where the devil's been tricking the body of Christ is we've been trying to do everything. We've been trying to stay saved, man. We're trying to keep this, trying to, well, if you ain't got to try to be white, you ain't got to try to be white or black, you surely don't have to try to have faith. But you got to catch a revelation of this. And so now where does all this come from? Romans 4, 20 through 21. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. So there was a promise made to Abraham and Abraham never wavered in regards to that promise or he never wavered in believing God. In fact, his faith grew stronger and this brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Stop right there. Now we're going to confess something again. That's another thing. The devil's been after the church's voice. He don't want you talking. He don't want you saying nothing. Because if you hear yourself say it, it has more of an impact on you. And so he was fully convinced that God is able. So let's say this together. Say God is able to do whatever he promises. So what does that got to do with you? You say, God, you need me to help you. You know, I'm going to help you because I need a house. So I'm going to help you get me a house. What if God says, well, I can get you a better house than you can get on your own. Amen. So that's probably going to slow me down. You're trying to help me get you a house. I can do it faster than you. But now some people, they don't trust God. Now we looked at the scripture earlier. said if you trust God to do it. Well, sometimes we say we're trusting God, but we're trusting God, but then we call in everybody else. Oh, come on. Can I get amen right there? Well, I trust God, but hold on. Let me call. I think Chase got a thing going on right now. I think I, let me hold on. Let me call Bank of America. Well, you call in everybody, but you said you trust God. You got to trust God to do it. I told you guys the example of this of this place, man. I I decreed it, you guys, some of you guys were there, I decreed that we're moving. And I went out and put that out there and I said it, but then I started looking because I wanted to back up my own confession. God backs my confession. Come on, somebody. I I had to learn, I don't even back up my own confession. I might say something, but then if it's kingdom, God's going to back it. And so I went out looking for everything and guess what? Found nothing. Every door was shut, then all the way down to nothing is available. But then now when you start to trust God, then God could do stuff like this. God could do stuff like this. And some of you guys didn't even have to use any extra gas to get to church today. It just went around the corner. But it's what God could do, not so much what we can do. And so we have to be a people that trust. Well, pastor, how can I believe like that? I want to get my faith up there. You already got it. Oh. You already got it. Amen. How come you already got it? How many of y'all saved? Amen. You got Jesus. If you don't got Jesus. Amen. Yeah. You're young. Is your bread? raise them hands. We're going to pray. We'll get some oil up in here, man. And pray and get you saved. Amen. But if you're saved. Then you already got it. Well, you know, I would like to believe for bigger things. It's in you. Amen. Just like you don't have to try to be your ethnicity. You don't have to try to believe. You just got to know some things that maybe have not been taught to you. And so Abraham, he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And now go to Galatians 3.29. Galatians 3.29. NLT, we'll just stay in this one. And now that you belong to Christ, you guys said you're saved. Didn't you say that? So that means you belong to Christ. You can't say you're saved and you still belong to yourself. Salvation means I gave my life to Jesus. And so, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of who? Wait, what? No, I'm a child of God. Well, yes, you are, but you understand this heritage. And I want you to understand what you've inherited just by you believing in Jesus. When you said yes to Jesus, boy, that was a glorious day because hell got shut down in regards to you and heaven got opened up and then now the promises and so all these promises that God made to Abraham I don't have to try to get to where I'm going to believe that no it's in me and faith is in you and it's flowing in you and it's a part of your DNA, your new DNA. You have the ability, what the devil tries to do is talk you out of it. He tries to talk you out of, because sometimes you'll start out walking by faith. Come on, some of y'all started out and then you kind of got logical. You started out like, I'm. this is great, this is a miracle, I'm going to do it. And then you start getting smart. Oh, and you start coming out, and then come on, you start getting online. Come on, some of y'all. You start getting online, getting on YouTube. Listen, let me tell you something about the Internet. Let's say you got some symptoms. Don't go searching about what that is. You're going to get a bunch of stuff up in there, man. And next, by the time you finish searching online, you're going be trying to take yourself to the emergency room. Because they got an answer for everything. Oh, you got an itch in your throat. Ooh, that could be a nodule. I think it's a nodule. It could be cancerous. You know what I'm saying? Is, is that, is that back, oh, your back is hurt. Oh, that's degenerative. I think it's paralysis. You can't go looking at that. Amen? Because that's going to flood your mind and it's going to, but see, you got to stay out of this logic. You got to say God is able. If you feel a pain in your, in your body, Lay hands on and say, God is able. I lean on the supernatural power of God. I lean on heaven's healing. I pull down healing virtue. Yeah. Some of y'all, I'm going I'm I'm to upset, you know, some of you are, 'cause because some of you are just like used to stuff. You know, like this is the way you're raised. Sometimes you're raised and, and, man, you go to the doctor for everything. Anybody here? You go to the doctor for everything. Cough once. Ooh, we got to get you in. We got to get you an appointment. Let me, see, let me see if I can get you a same day. Let me get you a same day appointment. Man, you only cough once. I was just up in urgent care, and I see? You know what happens? People go to urgent care and catch something. You would have been fine if you didn't go to urgent care, but you rushed to urgent care, and now you didn't call something. But you start exercising what's in you like you have in you. Now I'm not telling you this is something you got to get to and I, you got to listen to me preach all day long and all this for you to get. I'm telling you some stuff that's already in you. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. Yes, his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham, he says, on the thing went out, but belongs to you. So, Everything that God promised Abraham, God's going to multiply him. God's going to help him. God's going to do wonderful things. But then guess what? Every promise that he made to Abraham belongs to you. Why? Because you're saved. Now, if I am able to understand that I inherit some things from Abraham, because you can understand you inherit salvation from Jesus. You guys are not confused about going to heaven. But Abraham had that kind of faith where God told him, Go. And he didn't even know where he was going, and he went. And he left everything that he he's known, all of his comfort zones. He left them. But he trusted God. Matter of fact, Abraham told um, Lot, Hey, you pick wherever you want to go. Because Abraham was convinced. Well, that's how God chose to reconnect with people is through Abraham and so by faith. Now, if I belong to Jesus, then now I have the same thing that was flowing in Abraham. And so he says here, um, or I'm saying in my notes, we don't have to work up our faith. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to work on believing. You don't have to, You know, I know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So you got to get in the word, but you don't have to work it up like that. We inherit the ability to believe God from Abraham. So right now you have inside of you, look at your name and say, I can believe for a miracle. Come on, look, look at your name and say, believing for miracles is natural to me. So now what happens with your expectations? Now you expect something good, right? You didn't expect anything bad. You know what I'm saying? You know, like if it starts raining, you don't, you're not driving in your car talking about, well, I sure hope I don't get no accident. And I hope these people don't be driving crazy out here today. That's what your expectations are. Well, if you say, I can believe God and it's natural to me, go to Galatians 3, nine. Galatians three 9. We're going to close in a minute. I know I kept you a little longer, but we had a lot of transition going on. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And so now what you have decided when you decided to become a Christian, you accepted the faith. Because I believe in Jesus. That's what it is. And so now you are blessed with faithful Abraham. So the same blessing that's on Abraham is on you. And so you're able to walk just like Abraham was able to walk and Abraham did not care which way because he knew that everywhere he put his foot, it was gonna turn into the garden, amen. And so all he was concerned about was obeying God. Well, uh, how did he get that? Did he go to, well, see, did he go, maybe he was born in the right family. How many of y'all know Abraham's family? Abraham's family were idol worshipers and they, they were not of God. But yet, God chose somebody and he just simply believed, just like he chose you and you simply believed. And so, what you want to do is position yourself for breakthrough. You want to position yourself for breakthrough. Now, how do I position myself for breakthrough? You got to submit to God, but then you got to open up and you got to say, you know what? I'm going to let those old things go. Hmm? Come on. About time you forgive some people. Ah, oh, I can't get an amen right there. About time you let some people go. Some people wronged you, amen. You don't even know how many years it's been. And the devil's still using that same offense. He's using that same thing against you to block you from going into your future. And you need to let people go. And you need to position yourself for breakthrough. Go to. Uh, That's why I started out our service today. Because I, I know how church people get, we all get in a rut, including me. We get in routines, we get in ruts, and we just, but we have to break out of that so that we can be open for the new things that God has for us. Now go to Isaiah 43, um, 18 and 19. We know this one. But it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Stop right there. Let me know if you had... A bad marriage and you got a new marriage, it ain't going to be doing you no good to remember the old one. Because that new person is going to be like, hey man, I'm not even that person and I'm being punished. Well, you got to let go. Well, guess what? You got to let go of that as a church. Some of you guys, maybe you had church hurt or maybe you had some things like that. You got to let all that go. Remembering not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Next verse, behold, I will do a new thing. God says he's going to do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? The way you will know it is if you miss it. So if you've ever had any problem in the past, you've got to forget about it. Because I'm open to what God has coming. Some people in the past, they couldn't trust people. Well, are you still, are you just going to be on an island by yourself for the rest of your life? Or are you going to say, no, I, I know I can trust the people that God puts in my life. And God's going to connect me with some good people. But I'm really trusting God. And so I'm going to let go of the past. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Then he says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God is making a way out of no way. But in order for me to step into that, I got to start to see myself as new. I got to start to see myself as a new creature. How many of you right now want to be able to see yourself with no reflection of your past at all? I'm talking about it doesn't even come up. Hmm? What if you saw yourself the way God sees you? What would be your, what would be your expectations? Think about it. Think about like whatever you had as a problem. Now we know, um, you know, God forgets it, but you know, we can still remember that. And we can remember hang ups. What if you saw yourself and you looked at yourself and you never saw any reflection of your past? So let's say like you had a bad temper. What if when you looked in the mirror, you saw no trace? What if you were addicted and you, and, and you looked in the mirror and you saw no trace? Amen. Now, what are your expectations going to be? So think about Abraham. Abraham had expectations, but Abraham's expectations were not contaminated through his view of his previous self. And so that did not impact his future expectations. Well, if you have shadows of your past then guess what? You can't walk into the new things because you're going to keep bringing that up. And then what are you going to do? Like I started out in the beginning of this message, you're going to be trying to live holy. You're going to be trying not to be this, not to do that. You're going to always be trying. But if you realize, wait, I inherited this. This is something that's in me. So I don't have to try. I was talking to my wife about this. I was like, there's some things, you know, I see that working in my life because I didn't have anybody to teach me how to be a good husband, a good dad, but I just do it. Amen. And then God reminds me like, how do you think you do that? Ain't nobody taught you that. Now you relying on me. Well, what if you rely on me for everything? Then guess what? You'll be doing good at that, too, because everything you rely on God to do and you trust God to do, he'll do it. And then guess what? The stress and the sweat and all the the effort and all that stuff is not going to be pressuring to you because it's going to be God doing it. And if you have this in your mindset, as we get ready to step out of here today, I want you to step out understanding that that God can do anything. I'm telling you, he's preparing you for some great stuff. Some of you need to start to open your eyes and say, wow, what could he really do if I just trust him? And then now you let go, stop. I know we say, and I know that Jesus says, if any man will come after me, he must deny himself and pick up his cross daily and follow me. But some people misunderstand the context or the teaching there he is not telling you to carry your cross around every day did jesus carry his cross around every day no. no he went up on that cross and got crucified and he came down and when he came down he didn't get back up and so you can't be picking up your cross every day and now you're carrying that cross and and you're That cross is attached to you. That cross is something you're supposed to die on. And then you come down alive and you come off that cross. And then now you start walking a new way. Amen. You you understand that? So I'm not carrying my cross. I'm just carrying my cross, brother. Carrying my cross. I'm not. The cross is supposed to be posted and then I'm supposed to die on it. Now when I come off, now I'm walking new because I've been crucified and now I'm fresh and brand new. And so in this new life, I'm going in and I'm not carrying any of the old stuff with me, amen? And so you gotta be one that's ready to release everything, every care, every concern, everything that you're trying to fix. Any of y'all been trying to fix anything? I'm going give you one more chance. I will say, I've been obedient. I did my part. Any of you been trying to fix anything? I don't need to know what it is. You're trying to fix something. You got something you're trying to fix. Yes. All right, we're going to pray. I'm going to get you to stop trying that. And we're going to see some stuff just get lifted. God. Because you keep trying. You're going to be trying for a while. But if we trust God to do it, if we trust God. What was that scripture? I'm going to close with this. I'm going to go back to it. What was it? Um, oh, yeah. Matthew 19:26 in the message. Just put that up real quick. I'm going to, I'm ready, ready to pray, but I want to get this out. So he says, no chance at all. If you think you can pull it off yourself. So you said you've been trying to fix something. You've been trying this. You got no chance. But then he says, every chance in the world. If you trust God to do it. Amen. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to trust God to fix things that we can't fix. We're going to trust God to do things that we can't do. And it's going to be he. It's going to be his work and not mine. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for blessing us to have this service today. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us to be in this place, in this building, this new building. We're excited about it. Uh, we're more excited about our salvation. We know that we belong to you. That we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to you. We trust you. We honor you. Maybe you're in this place. Maybe you're online and you don't know Jesus as Lord. We want you to know right now that if you'd be willing, he'd come in and receive you. And he'd bring his power with him. And you'd see that your life is forever changed. It's going to be for the better. But you've got to surrender maybe you're at home, just wave and God will see you right there. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord, amen. Praise God.